On today's first strong KO, we open up the show with a little bit of uh, NBA discussion, and then we go into our NFL preview for Week 10. Then we go back to the NBA, actually, and we touch a little bit on college football towards the end. Let's get it. Welcome to the most mustard WSUW sports podcast in history. Welcome wait, to... Wait, 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 I got this, I got this, I got this, I got this. Thank you, thank you. Uh, you're doing the introduction wrong. I think it goes 91.7 the WCW Whitewater. <laughs> Welcome to Hawk Talk on this Friday edition of the... Oh, we don't We don't do, do Friday, Friday editions. Are you saying Hawk Talk? Welcome to First Round KO. I am your host, KO, a.k.a. Howard J. Dingers, and I'm joined, as always, by Mr. Connor J.D. Moore. Hello, everybody. Again, as because of time restraints, or not yeah. even not even time restraints, just time... Scheduling. Scheduling. <laughs> I, Schedu- I had College to, student scheduling. Yeah, this so episode's like, coming out a little bit later. For an actual time frame, so you guys can understand this, I work tonight until 9 o'clock. It is now currently 9.23, <laughs> and we have a radio show... Which you guys are probably familiar with. Bops only. Sorry, I said that. <clears throat> Bops only. Much better. Uh, that we do because we moved it from the podcast to an actual radio show. Uh, and we do that at 10 o'clock every Friday night. So now we have, you know, 36 minutes, 37 minutes to record. Uh, so we're going to do half of the show before Bops only. And then we're going to come in after Bops only and record the other half of the show. <laughs> So it'll probably be another shorter podcast uh, because we are busy college students. Uh, but yeah, I was just looking like I pulled up Bleacher Report to see if there's anything big that I want to talk about uh, before we get into football. And Joel Embiid put up 42 points in a 76ers OT right. win. And then I responded about how he got dunked on by I think De- uh, Demontis Sabonis earlier in the week. It's switch. If anyone knows me, they know that I'm anti Joel Embiid. Right. So At least I'm, until he finally decides to prove himself as an actual like, which le- makes complete sense. Like I all feel he that. does is talk and wants to be a like a social media troll. But he gets like if he could play in a season like more than half a season, more than seventy percent of the season, I'll eat my words and be like, okay, he's legit. Right. Yeah. So like, yeah. So I brought up the point that he brought up that he dropped forty two, and then you're like, oh yeah, but he got dunked on. So my thought on that, I wanted to talk about this. I I don't blame people for getting dunked on anymore oh no because no the nba and athletes in general have just gotten like first of all nba basically no defense defense plays about 50 percent until you get to like fourth quarter i'm gonna say today games. i'm <laughs> saying today's nba it's pretty much yeah. offenses are just putting up over exactly. 120 per game so like when someone gets dunked on i i go like holy shit that dunk was awesome like because like who malcolm brogdon in his rookie year Against the Cavaliers, dunked on Dwayne Wade and LeBron James. Oh, he messed he messed LeBron up. On and at the that dunk. point, I'm like, I'm not like, oh, LeBron got dunked on. Like, yeah, he dunked on LeBron. Like, that's how I look at it nowadays. It's in the NBA. That, that's just an interesting thing to me. Like, if someone gets dunked on, I don't think it's their fault. <laughs> They're just they just happen to be there. Oh, I never <laughs> thought it was their you fault know? to begin with. I just think it's just a it's a nice little poster to it's add just, to someone's collection. <laughs> it's just fun. Oh. He put a move. 
<laughs> the highlights are playing on my phone and I shouldn't. Uh, that's why, like, it's funny because you're a Joel Embiid hater. So, of course, you're going to be like, you dropped 42, but yeah, he got dunked on. It's just, that was just funny. No, that was, no, it's not even so much I'm holding that against him. It's just something. It's just yeah. a petty thing. Like, trust, trust me, the next time he drops 40, which he will again, I'll be like, oh, damn. What that's did, like, like how with, he do it? That's like me with the, you know, Trubisky. Right. You know, like, Cohen dropped a one pass and I was all over the Bears. I was going to say, yeah, I'll, now that you mentioned it, the textbook similarity is literally you and any, anything Trubisky. Trubisky does. He can breathe wrong and you'll be all over him. <laughs> exactly. So, I feel that. I get it. I just wanted to talk about because, like, the NBA is just so crazy nowadays. Still like, fun. It's so fun. It's all. Speaking of the NBA, I just remembered we need to talk about this. The Bucks Beat the just shit. sent a fucking message to the entire league. To the rest of the NBA. We only have two losses and we are here to play. We are not going to sit. We aren't going to sit down and yell, oh, the Warriors are such a great team. They're probably going to win the NBA. What did finals. I tell you about a Coach Budenholzer led team? They never lay down. They didn't lay down when the Hawks played the Cavs. I saw someone tweet that. They thought it was impressive that Jason Kidd couldn't get this team above 18th in the defensive rankings. He's like, it is that impressive. Yeah. Because you think about it, you have Giannis, Length. the literal Greek freak, mm -hmm. who is huge. You had We had Thonmaker, yep. Malcolm Brogdon, who's just, he's all over people. We have, we just have length. We're one of the longest teams. Yeah. Especially when we had Jabari Parker. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure you guys had like the longest like length-wise yeah. starting lineup. And uh, the fact that we were... Never better than 18th in defensive. Like, that, it really is impressive that Jason Kidd couldn't do that. I thought that was really funny. But, yeah, Budenholz are not with a defensive-minded coach. Adding Brooke Lopez, I still think people are underrating how big of a deal Brooke Lopez is because Giannis had a sick pass to Lopez, and then Lopez, a little, mm -hmm. or a little reverse slam. Yeah, they sent a message. Like, they look – they the Bucks actually look like they can make a playoff run, which normally they do. But normally we get to the playoffs and we lose in the first round. This year, I I honestly think in this Eastern Conference, if we're gonna have to get past the Celtics, but I think we can. I think we. I've I've been thinking that the Bucks can make the conference finals all yeah. in the, since the preseason. I, we will make the conference finals. I I'm pretty confident on that. You know, unless the 76ers get hot. Is that, is, is that not a prediction? That's a spoiler. Yeah. Bucks and Bucks, Bucks and, conference Bucks and I mean, conference I'm with finals. you. I'm yeah. completely with you. I do think they can make it. Uh, they have the talent. They're shooting the most. They have the most three pointers made this year. I I think this team is more ready. than the fucking Warriors. Exactly. Who, who just air not air ball, but they it, they go bombs away every yeah, time. Yeah, and I people people aren't talking about it, but now they are because <laughs> they beat the Warriors. Even even Big Cat. Who isn't like a big NBA guy or anything? Big Cat from part of my take, uh, Barstool. He was like, he was like, holy shit, the Bucks are for real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like yeah, I I think we are. And yes, I know it's early in the season, but this team has had the potential for the last three or four years. And now with Gian Giannis with that Euro step, is just it's unstoppable. How do you guard that? Like how do you guard that? It's ridiculous. And now apparently coming out of the Bucks camp. I don't remember who it was. Someone in someone inside the Bucks camp said that Giannis will have a three point game within the next calendar year. Within How do the you next stop him if he has How? a three point shot? <laughs> I just don't understand. Now, if if he just has a consistent three point shot, can, but can you imagine he'll he'll still be like unguardable? Can you imagine if he if he just becomes a dead eye shooter? <laughs> Human cheat code. <laughs> Human cheat code. If Giannis becomes a dead eye shooter. 
It's going to be dangerous. Yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait for the, you know, come, what, like, February, March when we get into actual, like, good NBA when when we are further in the season. Dude, because I can't, I can't wait for in. when we get closer to Christmas time when the games become, like, Oh, Christmas Day games. The Christmas I think the Bucks day. actually play Christmas I think they have year? a Christmas Day, yeah. I don't remember, but still, I can't wait. We talk about the city, the city uniforms too. They're uh, not the okay. So the Bucks specifically, I don't like. <laughs> I always liked the city uniforms since they started doing them last year. Yeah, like the I saw the actual picture of all the NBA teams this year, and they all look dope. I don't like San Antonio's because they're the basic digital camo, which they normally do anyway. But still, it, they're still cool, but. It, it's something we've seen. The so one that I like the most that everyone thinks are that. trash are the Cavs ones. I actually do really like the Cavs City ones because it's inspired by bad. Lake Erie. It's inspired by Lake Erie. Yeah, they don't look bad. Um, I like Clippers, the, I like the Clippers whole wavy. looked really dope. Yeah, Lakers. Lakers are the same thing as the Spurs. I feel like the Lakers. No, the Lakers don't have that dark purple jersey at all. I feel all. like they did at one point. They did, but not, but they did, but the but they do have a purple uni- uniform, like regular Laker purple with yeah. like the white. Uh, with like the right. white uh font and everything. This was like a darker purple with like a yellow trim and then like the black lettering. Oh, like, so that's okay. so yeah, so that's new and everything. Okay. Like the purple's darker than the typical Laker purple, and then how, like that, you know, like the jersey I'm wearing right now. You know how the letters are like have the outline with the cream. Yeah. But the interior is like white and He's everything. He's honest. Uh, the yeah the the Lakers one is that the let the outline of the lettering and everything and the numbers are are laker yellow okay but and then the the interior of them is just black i'm gonna try to find i think it's i think it's pretty badass um while i'm trying to find the picture have you heard the debate going around of so every year that alabama's good so every year in football there everyone asks can alabama beat cleveland or this year it's buffalo can alabama beat buffalo the question now <laughs> Can Duke beat the Cavaliers? Apparently, they're a twenty and a half point favorite. The Cavaliers and a, and a hypo- are. Yeah, the Cavaliers are in a, hap- in a hypothetical match. I would hammer the under on that one. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, it's going to be a lot closer than twenty-two points if they actually did play. All right, I actually found the picture. So, Rip City looks dope. Yeah, as always. Boston again. They're just white with green letters. They have the gold trim, but again, that's not anything too special yeah boston's i wasn't too miami vice you gotta go miami vice did you see how they have that alternate court and everything and how the the lighting and everything goes with it oh it's beautiful suns look dope i gotta get me a Dwayne wade miami vice Dude, the wolves like dark gray with pink Mm -hmm. are the wolves oh they look so good uh warriors i fuck with always what was the one nola looks dope there was one that i was just really liking okc's pretty dope i don't remember what one it was they all just look good, you know. I I don't like the Bucks. We'll see. Like who? Uh, I think if I see it on somebody, I'll like it. That's what I'm. That's what someone told me, and I mm, I don't know. Oh, Chicago. Chicago's is clean. Chicago's is clean as fuck. I saw that. Oh my goodness, the Chicago, the they dark the with the Chicago with and the, the Chicago flag. Oh, that when I saw that, I was oh. Easy, <laughs> easiest way to my heart is slap is slap a design with the Chicago flag on it. And you're gonna get me hooked because they all you can never that, go wrong with a Chicago flag on a jersey. Somehow they always look clean. Yeah, that shit is dope. <laughs> anyway, we can move on to NBA. Move on from NBA. Or or? From NBA, sorry. Yeah, to the NFL because obviously we have to preview Week Ten in the NFL. Uh, we did have Thursday night. The benefit of recording Friday, yeah. Thursday night football. We've already seen Steelers 
pounded the Panthers. We didn't think it was going to be that way. We thought it was going to be relatively close. 51 points they put up. 51-24, if I remember correctly. Big Ben threw five touchdowns. They tee off, man. The Steelers, I think it was Bleacher Report, they said Steelers are playing like a team possessed right now. Yeah, they they found their mo they they found their identity. They have found it, and it's scary, and I kind of love it. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> Obviously, I dig it. Yeah, I, I mean, <sighs> you know, as my AFC team is Houston, I'm kind of not digging that. But just in general, like Aren't they in first place, Houston is yeah. yeah. But but no, it's, it's the Steelers. Oh, I, see yeah. I see what you mean. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I've always kind of sort of liked the Steelers for the past few years anyway. So this is pretty dope to see. But yikes, man! They went off and. <sighs> God, it's just good. And it, you know what's interesting now? Le'Veon Bell left Miami. He's officially back in Pittsburgh. People have spotted him like playing uh, pickup ball. In, in, so he's actually in Pittsburgh. Has not reported to the Steelers yet. I don't know if it's going to happen. People are still speculating. But this team, like, I, I think James Conner is still good for them. And obviously they, they have found Mojo without Le'Veon. So, you know, I think it was a missed opportunity to trade him. But I don't. They don't need to bring him back. Like I, I think it would be dumb to bring him back because that's money that you could spend somewhere else, like on the defensive side where they do they do have some struggles. So I if I I think after this slight run and the numbers that James Conner has been putting up, if there was any thought in the Steelers organization's mind that they wanted to bring back Lev Bell just because of his pure talent. Like, don't get me wrong. Love Bell's still one of the best running backs in the, in the game right now. Mm-hmm. But I think their success without him has shown. It's telling. It's very telling. And I think, I don't think they would want or need to spend money on him to keep him. I, I think it benefits both teams or both parties, Love Bell and the Steelers, for him to go somewhere else. But Steelers are looking good. It's, I... If I had to put money on a AFC Championship game right now, I'd say I'd say Steelers Chiefs, which I'm all for. <laughs> that would be good. God, that'd be like 55 to 52. Dude, that game would be fun. That would be amazing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, Panthers though. So the Panthers have been on a roll lately. So like this, the fact that they like I, th- there's not much you can do about a rolling Steelers putting up 54. I was surprised that Carolina only got 24, I guess. Like, they have been, again, they're more of a home team. They're not great on the road. But I I was still surprised to see them not put up as much. You know, I thought it was going to be a high-scoring close game. So, I don't know. That was interesting. Uh, Saints. Let's talk about the, let's talk about the New Orleans Saints. And let's talk let's about the it. week they've had. So, Sunday. Oh, Sunday, they knock off the undefeated Rams. Yeah. High in the sky, they're feeling great. They look like the best team in the NFC. They look unstoppable, right? Yeah. What was it? Wednesday? Wednesday. News comes out that the Saints are signing Des Bryant, giving them a legit number two wide receiver, making their offense seem even more unstoppable. But then, (laughs) Friday morning practice, Friday afternoon, whatever, Friday practice, the news comes out that Des Bryant has, uh, r- not rumored, reportedly, it's not confirmed yet, they're doing tests on it. They're looking at it, but apparently the tests are just a formality. Apparently, Des Bryant has torn his Achilles tendon. That's a huge blow 
if it's if it's a tear if it's a tear he's out eight months and he's ready for training camp next year which that was an interesting part of the report that in my mind they're talking about training report with a guy that they just signed Mm -hmm. or they're talking about uh yeah training so that means they're gonna keep him I think so. I would assume they would. I think they should. Unless they get another receiver. Like if they draft I feel someone. Like, I feel or... like they can keep Des Bryant on the cheap now. Don't you think? Yeah. If and I gonna, think if it would he's be... going to come off of that surgery, I think yeah. it's it's a good fit for both of them. How hilarious would it be if they still won the Super Bowl and Des got a ring because he's on the team? How's that for <laughs> a middle finger to Dallas? <laughs> How's that? That would be actually my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> that would be pure poetry. <laughs> Um, I did see Michael Thomas tweeted that he that they're gonna start throwing up the X when they score touchdowns because they feel bad for him. <laughs> like they feel that they, they, they were super excited for him to be on the team, but Michael Thomas was like, "Hey, we're still we're throwing up the X when we score now because you're part of the team." So I thought that was super cool. Uh, yeah, I Saints are gonna kill the Bengals. I can't wait to see that. <laughs> Browns in Atlanta. Um, that's gonna be an interesting one. Because Atlanta's kind of rolling now, and they put up, they put up. I mean, they beat Washington at home in Washington, so th- that was a little bit of a surprise to me. Because what they were two and two and something going in, and Washington was kind of rolling, especially at home. You know that that turf is a little rough for opposing teams to kind of get used to. But Julio scored again, or just Julio scored for the first time since like 2017. So the Falcons are rolling, but the and the Browns are in a weird spot because now they have a new coach. I don't know. This game could be interesting. Like honestly, I could see the Browns taking this one. I could see Atlanta, you know, still falling because of all their injuries. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know, but that, I don't know. But that acquisition of Bruce Irvin is going to help them a lot. Oh God, I forgot about that. And he's playing in it his and he's playing in his it. hometown, or he's playing for his hometown team rather. Is that, he from Atlanta? Yeah. Oh damn. That's that's enough to reinvigorate you, and you and he already still has that bad taste in his mouth for how how dirty he was done in Oakland. You know he's coming out. I feel so bad. In the event I if Irvin plays, which I believe he is, mm-hmm. I feel so bad for that offensive line for Cleveland, and I feel even worse for Baker Mayfield because <laughs> Irvin's gonna be a man possessed times twenty. Come yeah, Sunday. we'll see about that. Yeah. I, I could I could see that. Yeah, that'll be interesting to watch too. I so interesting thought going into Cleveland. Yeah. I mentioned in the last or one of the last shows that they should look at Bruce Arians for head coach. And he said the only way he's coming out of retirement is in Cleveland. He wants to go he wants to coach for Cleveland. So Do you think be, they'd actually pull him out of retirement? I though? think they should. Get rid of Greg Williams, clean house. Well, I know they, I know they probably will, <clears throat> but do you think Arians will legitimately do it though? Yeah, if they offer him a contract, he'll do it. I guarantee it. How long? Because he, uh, he seems dead set on, yeah, four retiring. or five, four or five years. That's a lot to give a man who just came out of retirement. Yeah, but look at his coaching record. Look at how good he was. I would do a two or three year. He was great with the Colts when uh, Pagano, Pagano was out. Um, and he, you know, look at the Cardinals now that he left that. Right. Look at the Cardinals <clears throat> when he was there. Exactly. So, they were, like, almost tops in the NFC. And now here's the other piece of this. Him and Pagano are still, like, this. Mm-hmm. So 
if they hire Arians as the head coach, Arians can be offensive coordinator and he can hire his own guy too. And then if he, he could hire Pagano as the defensive coordinator because they're both out of jobs right now. You basically bring the Colts coaching staff over to Cleveland. They had something good going with a young quarterback, and now you have a, another young roster. They with could build something that, in Cleveland. Yeah, I was going to say they have a young quarterback and a talent loaded with young pieces <clears> just ready to explode. Especially that defense. Oh, that defense yeah. has a lot of young pieces. Demarius Randall finding himself at safety. And they'll and they'll be coming off of a draft where they have all seven rounds. Exactly. So I, I think – Bruce Arians needs to get his foot in the door there, and he needs I, to contact Chuck Pagano. I think I just talked myself into buying Madden 19 and playing as the Browns. Do it. I think I literally just talked myself into doing it. Do it. <laughs> um, Black Friday's in a couple weeks. <laughs> you're right, and I'm looking at a PlayStation Pro, but apparently they're not going to be on very good prices. <laughs> I mean, Apparently the Slim is going to be at like 200 but I don't want to. Uh, I mean, they I just released another one that's quieter, so you could probably can get the PlayStation Pro. I would get a, I, I would get one, I would get a one X, Xbox One X or PlayStation Pro, but there's no, what, just to play in 4K? I'll live, I'll live with my 1080p. That's true. My PlayStation is a piece of shit. <laughs> Mine sounds like an airplane. That's well, then you off. need a new one. Yeah. yeah. So, so you might as, you might as well get the Pro. Exactly. That's what I'm thinking. But then I might have to. Oh no, I'm gonna have to get a 4K TV. <laughs> uh, Packers Dolphins, which got flexed, but you know, in my schedule it still says one o'clock, so we're gonna talk about it now. God, if we lose to Brock Osweiler, I'm going to be depressed. Question for you. Um, if they do lose this one, is the season essentially done? Yes. Because if you look at the rest of our schedule, we play the only two, the only other two games that I would feel confident winning are Seattle, Arizona, and the Jets. I know I said two, but I remembered Seattle. Uh, yeah, Seattle, I feel good about. The Arizona and the Jets are not where they should, or not where they will be in a couple of years. They're they have rookie quarterbacks who aren't set yet. But we play and hurt. <laughs> we play teams like Atlanta. We play They're who are waking up and late in the season. We play in Minnesota and in Chicago. Both teams who are waking up. Yup. And a Bears team that just got very healthy. Exactly. And. Then we end the season at Detroit, and I never feel good – or not at Detroit, in Detroit. At Lambeau against Detroit. And uh, I never feel good against Detroit. You know, they they always seem to put up points. We usually seem to come back late in the game, but we haven't been able to do that this year, at, at you know, excluding week one. But, yeah, honestly, if we can't beat Miami, this, this team's pretty much done. I can't – Not s- even a wild card? Just done? This is where this is one of those games that you know the Aaron Rodgers run the table type of thing. This is one of those games that needs to start it. And Devontae said, Devontae Adams said it perfectly. We just need, he said, we just need one more game to get it going. We just need one game, but we're running out of those games. Did he say that? Yeah, like he said verbatim, we're running out of those he, games. He said verbatim, we are running out of those games. And I believe this is the last game because I think we play Seattle next week. And then Atlanta the next week. And if we can't beat the Dolphins, and then we have to go to Seattle, that game I don't feel confident about. And then Atlanta. And then Atlanta, I don't, I definitely don't feel confident about because that's going to be a shootout. And you know, Aaron, I don't think Aaron's this offense isn't up to that this year for whatever. Reason. I mean, it could be argued the Packers should have won the Vikings game earlier. In the we should have won the Vikings game for sure. You guys, I we should have beat Detroit. Mason Crosby missed thirteen points worth of field goals, and we lost by eleven. Right. 
the Bears you took care of in week one right. in the second half. What was the other? There was another loss that we should have won, too. I can't remember. At the at the beginning of the season, there was one that we probably should have had also. Oh, Washington. We, there was a couple calls questionable in there and a bunch of other things. But, yeah, I, I, I've said it. If if Green Bay loses this week, I'm probably gonna go full Pittsburgh and Jacksonville. <laughs> like, I, yeah, I'm gonna start looking towards next season. Uh, speaking of Jacksonville, we got Jacksonville and the Colts. Now, Bleacher Report was saying how everyone thinks that Jacksonville has the stronger roster, and that that's gonna show. But they ended the article with, "But do they though?" Do does Jacksonville actually have the better roster? Because especially with a hurt Leonard Fournette, and I don't know what his status is. I Perpetu- think perpetually he, injured. He's supposed he was supposed to come back last week, and I haven't heard and anything. So what happened? Did they just rule him out to give him an extra week? Or no, there, it was a bye week this oh, week, this past right. week. So I I would assume he's here. So with Fournette, you know, obviously that makes Jacksonville undoubtedly better because he's proven that he can make that team just incredible. But, you know, quarterback, obviously, you have to go with the Colts. Duh. Wide receivers, but I might no go offense, with the Colts. No, I, wide receivers, I might go Colts just because of uh, uh, Tyreek. Not Tyreek. TJ. T-Y? T-Y. T-Y. I can't talk. You good. <laughs> um, God, Jacksonville's leading receiver is D.D. Westbrook. Although the Colts' leading receiver is Eric Ebron, so that's not too much better. The only, yeah, the only thing I give uh, Jacksonville over Indy is the defense. So it's really good. It, can the defense stop Andrew Luck enough for Bortles and Fournette? Like that's my big question. These teams are both three and five, so. You know, whoever wins this game is going to need to try to, you know, they're going to need this conference win to try to keep pace with Houston and hope for a Houston slip up. Because I don't think we I don't think we get two teams out of this division for, you know, as far as wild card. I think winner gets in the rest misses. So this is a big conference game. Do you do you think? Excuse me. Do you think that Jacksonville's defense can slow down Andrew Luck enough? to win if this were the first three four weeks of the season i would say yes i would i would say yes easily um because you know they were very at the time all you all you really thought the colts had were andrew luck and ty hilton and that was essentially it you know ebron was there but he didn't really I don't think he did a whole lot to establish himself in the first few weeks. The running game, we you know, we we even joked about the fact that they just don't even have a running game and no targets outside of TY. Their defense was right. Name me one person off that defense. But now Ebron has stepped up. Marlon Mack has made himself a legit weapon. Yeah. Like both in the backfield in the backfield like running and pass catching. Mm-hmm. The rest of the receiving core you know, has gotten it together, and mm-hmm. Andrew Luck shook off the rust after being away from football for so right. long. After throwing sixty passes a game, right? So, I mean, which I, which I mean, I was also preaching on this show and and on Hawk Talk as well as like everyone just needs to chill with Andrew Luck. How long? Like, it's been 
what damn near two years since he last threw a football in a yeah, competitive no, NFL all of us in here, a game. Yeah. So we we got to give we got to we got to realize what's going on here. Yeah. Now, I would like to say that the issues with the Jags defense will be solved. I would like to say that the turmoil that they had has been laid to rest. I would like to say that the Jags are going to re- uh, rediscover at least 60% of their form last season defensively. Do I I would still give a slight advantage to the Jags, but that but I mean, I'm giving ever so slight. I'm talking yeah. 52 48 mm. Jags here. Percent, yeah. Yeah, like I'm it's that close. The only- I'm, I'm not it's not so much that I'm not confident in the Colts. It's just I'm just I don't want to say I'm outright like yeah, all Jags. Right. The only reason I have more confidence this week than I have in the last couple games for Jacksonville is because they're coming off the bye. Mm-hmm. So they've had a they've had a longer than a week to kind of game plan for this game. So I think that's going to benefit. I think the rest and the you know the bye week in general is going to help the defense a lot. I think they're going to figure something out. <clears throat> as far as that, you know, for their sake, I really hope so. Me too. They need to get it. This is another one of those games, like like, like the Bay, Packers. Yeah, they need to win this to to stay alive. So, because uh, we're getting to that time of the season, we're really getting there. We only got what eight more weeks now. Seven, including this week. Including this week. Including this oh, week. Including be, this week. Yeah, yeah then because I mean, the, yeah, if we're including this week, yeah. we got eight. Um, <clears throat> speaking of divisional matchups. You guys host the Lions in Chicago. Another interesting one. After after last week and this, the the uh, Vikings sacking Matt Stafford was it thirteen times I think something like that. Do you, as a Bears fan, do you expect along those lines, you know, ten sacks from the Chicago team? Do I expect ten sacks? No, because this offensive line has gotten a lot better than where they were at. Even a year ago, I would say. But, I mean, obviously, you looking at it, it's, uh, man. <laughs> like, it, it, division games are always so tough, dude. Yeah. And we've talked at length about how Detroit's a very week-by-week team. We've talked mm-hmm. we've talked at length. Uh, yes. and, the, and the Bears have found consistent, have found con- their consistency. Right. So, this... I honestly do think, I mean, yeah, week one was against a divisional opponent against the Packers, but at that same time, we all thought the Packers are going to, you know, blow, like, kick the doors out of the NFC, and we, and we, both of us even thought that was like, okay, the Bears, or maybe more so me than you, but we thought the, but I thought the Bears were going to be at the absolute best, an eight and eight, yeah, an eight and eight potential wild card team, you know, I, I didn't see them finishing worse than seven and nine, uh, this season. But wow, which they still could. Which they still could. You're very, mm-hmm. you're very right. Five wins, I think. But my, oh my, I have the tables of turns, man. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, they're five. In my three. opinion, this game, which is, I think, was great that uh, Coach Nagy held out Allen Robinson, Khalil Mack, and others. I think Dion. <clears throat> yeah, because none of them are on the injury report. Right, I just looked. Adam Shea, Adam Adam Shaheen's uh, is coming back from injury. I think the only one who's like legitimately pretty much out is uh, Dion Sims. And I'm also very glad that the defense just keeps Eddie Jackson is starting to Eddie Jackson is doing exactly what I said he would do as far as being one of the most underrated safeties in the league. The that Sheens, no one was talking. Did they bring back she, Shaheen? I don't know if he's back active. It's, it but still says injury reserve on he, here. 
Is he okay? Yeah. Well, he's he's coming back. I know he's. Oh, okay. He's most like he'll probably be back by the Packer game. In all honesty. Okay. Yeah. Um, it still says injured reserve on here. But for the most part, your big guys are back. <laughs> you know, I'm glad Nagy did. Nagy held all those guys out till this game because I think that coaching staff and this and that team and I would like to think all Bears fans realize what this game is. Mm-hmm. And this game, this game will tell us what. I mean, even yeah, we've played some fairly quality, maybe less than quality teams, mm-hmm. and even against the Packers, we. We took it to them until some, you know, until Aaron Rodgers until did Aaron Rodgers things. Right. This is the game where we see what Chicago Bears team mm-hmm. we're going to see for the rest of the, for the, uh, for the rest of the season. And even if they lose, but if they play it super competitive, like come maybe like that last drive, <laughs> yeah. similar to the Patriots thing, even then I'll still yeah. even then I'll still be happy because I'll be like, you know what, this season it's still plausible. Yeah. We're still very much a playoff team. If we came within a touchdown of New England. And bat and we always Detroit always battles us really well, right? Like we always go this back whole, and forth. With this Detroit. whole division battles each other exactly. Well. So, but I do think this is when we will see who the like exactly what Chicago Bears team they will be, win or lose, depending on how they win, obviously, or not even not even that, depending, depending on how, on how they, they lose, lose yeah. depending on how they lose. But I still think that at the end of this game, we're going to come out of it, whether the Bears win or lose. I still think the storyline is going to be they're a very competitive team, yeah. and people shouldn't take them for granted. No. I still think that they could very much get into the playoffs, and if they get there, they have the potential to make a lot of noise. Absolutely. <clears throat> the three things that I'm looking at for this game and why I pick – because normally I would look at this game and say, oh, Matthew Stafford and that offense, they kind of – you know, I, I would pick Stafford to – just tear apart. Oh, the last five years. Secondary. The last five years, I'm yeah. right there with you. Like the only thing that would make me pick the Bears is just blind loyalty, right? Honestly. But this week specifically, why I'm looking at three, I'm looking at three things why the Bears are going to win. One, they're at home and they've shown to be pretty dominant at home, minus the Patriots game. But like, but you they said, were still very competitive. They were an inch away from tying the game, you know. Right. So it's still very competitive. Two, Khalil Max healthy and he'll most likely be playing. That's huge. I, and I and also to add in, like I mentioned, Eddie Jackson is yeah, the yeah. best safety no one wants to talk about in the league, yeah. in my opinion. So and Cleo, the Cleo Mack thing kind of goes into my third point. Last week we had Stafford who got sacked 13 times against the Vikings, and they they set a stat that Matthew Stafford holds the record, holds the top two records for being sacked against a certain team, and it's Minnesota at one and Chicago's two. Like he holds. The one and two spot in that record, which is just ridiculous. And the fact that Chicago's two and that he got eaten alive last week in Minis- or at Minnesota. And this is a Bears defense that is worlds better than they were the last three years With combined. a Khalil Mack and with that defensive line, mm-hmm. I and with you know, Jackson being at safety, I really think Stafford's going to get hit. I, I, would, I would put money on a – Seven or eight sacks, even even upwards of like nine sacks. I would go five, four or five. I don't know if he's. Gonna, to, I mean, don't I'm just saying. I would love we if we get him in if we sack him ten times. I would I just put don't money see on that happening. I would put money on seven sacks. Okay, if that's fair. if it was you know over under six or something like that, I would hammer the over on that. I really would, because I if history has taught us anything, <laughs> yep. <laughs> then I think that's where we're headed. So, uh, Chiefs and, Cardinals. I was gonna say, yeah. <laughs> Can I, are gonna, yeah. can I say one more thing that you mentioned about history as far as the Bears? Thing? Yeah. It's cliche phrase, but I do think it's very true in regards to this, this game and in regards to the game. The old phrase, those who ignore history doomed, doomed to, to repeat, repeat it. it. Yep. Yep. 
<clears throat> exactly. Uh, Chiefs Cardinals, we don't have to talk yeah, about we that. Don't. Patrick <laughs> Mullins is the MVP. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, sorry, Drew Brees, but we're giving it to Patrick. Literally any other year would be Drew Brees, probably. Which is funny because he's never won it. Which is a crime. Which is a crime, and people are like, oh, he needs to win it this year because he did. He should if it wasn't for Patrick Mahomes. Exactly. That's the thing. Exactly. It's hard to ignore what Mahomes has been doing. And that, I feel like that's every year for Drew Brees. Like he he should get it, but there's but this other guy. it wasn't for <laughs> exactly. right. Which name here. sucks, but, you know, it's whatever. Um, <laughs> Marcus Mariota Cart. Shut up, Cartwell. Going to get hit with a bullet Bill Belichick. That was one of my best jokes that I've ever written. I have to I have to. Literally have to everyone in the studio was just like, they wanted to judge, but they were just like, actually, no, that was legit. Was, so <laughs> I wrote jokes for Hawk Talk this week, and they were legit. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and I should, a couple of them were legit. Uh, yeah, this Titan team seems to f- have figured something out, but they're running into a Patriots team <laughs> who have really figured something out. Like, this Patriots team is starting to roll. Like, every year, they start off slow. And then, and then they, just when you think they're dead, you realize, oh, wait, they're really not. I really don't think they're going to w- make it to the Super Bowl this year. I don't. I think the AFC Which will become... probably bite me in the ass, but. I feel like we've said this before, too. We're like, oh, the AFC's too, they have too many teams with a bunch of firepower. They're, they aren't going to make it. Still makes it. I just think the Chiefs, having seen them now, I think the Chiefs will be able to l- use that game as a learning experience and go in and actually beat them, especially if the Chiefs get home field. If it's in Kansas City, I would definitely put money on Oh, my on goodness. Teams don't walk into Arrowhead and win very often. I've heard that's a very difficult place to play. Oh, so, agreed, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so the Patriots and the Titans. By the I, way, what's Mahomes overall on Madden? It's got to be, like, high with the roster something, update. 90 Yikes! I think ninety, at least, yeah. Oh yeah, no. With the updates, it's been it's been up there. Um, with that, we're gonna take our small little break. So it'll be a couple seconds for you guys, but we're gonna go do bops only. So. Can you please put some like funny ass little? Oh, in- I have inter- I have transitions. Okay, I have transitions. Cool. All right, we'll see you guys in a little bit. <laughs> Welcome back to First Chunk KO. Hello. Hi. We're <laughs> for back. you. For you guys, it's been a couple minutes. For us, it's been a full hour of <laughs> complete bops, I might add. Uh, go listen to our bops-only playlist over on Spotify. Yeah, uh, bops-only, KO, Kyle Olsen. Uh, but, yeah, let's continue with this. I believe, and sorry if we talk about a, sh- a game for the second time, but I believe we last talked about Patriots-Titans. Yeah, I, that sounds about right. I think so. So, Redskins-Buccaneers, Fitzmagic coming back. Interesting. I don't know if it's – I still don't think it's enough for this Buccaneers team. Like, obviously, he adds that plug and that spark and his just his overall play is great for the Buccaneers. But, I don't know. I This Redskins team seems to be decent this year, seems to be legit, at least in the East, in the NFC East. So, I don't expect too much out of the Buccaneers this week. It's, at, it, it's in Tampa, so I could see them beating Washington. I don't know. We'll see. I I picked Washington in that one though. Do you do you remember who you picked? Was this one Tampa Bay Washington? Yeah. Oh yeah, so in Washington. Okay. <laughs> it's hard to go with Tampa Bay, yeah. but man, Fitzmagic is special, so I definitely keep my eye out on that game. Jets Bills. Snooze. Who the fuck because cares about this? Th- okay, game? in a couple years this will be interesting. I guess. <laughs> Josh Allen and Sam Darnold, they'll be decent for the whole, if they continue I saw an to start. Article that the culture of the Jets, they think is, uh, they they feel like will take a toll on Sam Darnold. 
and it'll diminish his potential and like what will happen because of what's going on. Really? Yeah. They, so they think that basically like the culture of the Jets is like the losing culture and everything like that <laughs> will like will like hurt Darnold going forward in his career. I mean, I could see it. You know what else is going to hurt Darnold? Being in the same division as Tom Brady. I mean, for how many years though? That's uh, true. Very good point. Maybe if they stick talking? with them, maybe if they stick with them, it could be their division in a couple of years. But yeah, both quarterbacks are hurt, so we get Nathan Peterman versus Luke McCown. Not excited about that game at all. Chargers Raiders, Raiders Raiders are absolute garbage. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I I think I say this every week, but I think we're gonna see AJ McCarron before the season's over. Get, uh, not because I be- I don't believe in Derek Carr, but I don't think they do. And with all the issues that they're having with the leadership role that he's in, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if Gruden eventually went to AJ McCarron, who he traded for before the season started. Um, Chargers though. I say this every week. They're a legit team. Yeah, uh, they really are, and they're go- they're definitely going to go into Oakland. They're going to, I I believe, just absolutely destroy Oakland with Melvin Gordon. He's just he's been on fire, and uh, yeah, that offense is tough, tough to stop with all the speed and weapons that they have. But and Philip Rivers has been playing really good, like the latter half of his career. Like he's always been a solid quarterback. Yeah. This latter half of his career, these last couple of years, he's just been he's been really good. Uh, yeah, that should that should be just a slaughter in Oakland. Rams Seahawks. Sorry, Chad, <laughs> but the Seahawks aren't winning this one. Uh, Bleacher Report had this at, a, at another two point game. Really, I, I just don't see it. I see that. I mean, if there's a, if there's a quarterback in the league that could definitely go tit for tat, it would be Russell Wilson. But that defense just seems too much for Russell. Especially Wilson. this is the second week with Dante Fowler, and I think he's going to make an impact again yep. this week. Uh, so I I'm just excited. And Todd Gurley, man, like he's just another he's on another level right now. He's yeah. just been incredible for the for the Rams. So I Chad Chad was trying to convince me that the Seahawks were going to hand the Rams their first loss. First of all, I told him that New Orleans was going to win. He didn't listen to me, and I still didn't listen to myself. I picked the Rams. But um, I, I I saw that coming, and now Seattle uh, Seattle couldn't win at home. I don't think they're going to win in L.A. I uh, just don't think they will. And if they do, I'll eat my words, but I this Rams team just is too legit, and it took a Drew Brees-powered rolling New Orleans team to take them down. So I, I don't see – I don't see Seattle winning this one at all. <laughs> Unless Russell has one of those ungodly games that we know he can have. But even I, I even wouldn't then, put it past him. Even then, he's gotta match he's gotta match that offense. And Jared Goff is just playing Jared Goff, I I, I rag on him because I still believe he's a system quarterback. You put him with any other head coach, I don't think he's as good. But he it, playing in the system, you still have to play good and he he just spins the ball a different way, man. He he's been playing really well. So, Rams game should be interesting to watch. Yeah. <clears throat> Cowboys Eagles Sunday night, I believe, unless they got flexed, but I'm pretty sure it's still no, I'm Cowboys sure Eagles Sunday night football in Philadelphia. Yeah. <clears throat> this Cowboys team, I don't know. It it's still too one dimensional for me. That offense, it's it's a running game. If you don't have a running game, if Zeke doesn't have a good game, I I don't. Dak doesn't carry that team. He can't. The only times that Dak has had good games is when Zeke runs the ball well. So, 
I, I don't trust that team. And now Philadelphia resurging. They, they've definitely found their groove again, especially now with Golden Tate. I think that's going to be huge for them. They are coming off of a bye week after getting Golden Tate, so he's going to be able to come in right in. He got a lot of practice with them. He's going to make an immediate impact, I think. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. That'll be an interesting game. I don't know if I'll probably yeah, I'll probably watch that Sunday night. And then the NFL without I mean excluding this Thursday night game Carolina Steelers uh, that was going to be a good game regardless. They're getting shafted with these primetime games. <laughs> Just absolutely <laughs> like I I just can't believe the unlucky, like. Can you imagine the person who's in charge of scheduling these games, and they just look at the end result and they're just like, "Fuck." I'd be me. surprised if he still has a job. Like, <laughs> it's not his fault. It's not his fault. You're right, but still, I mean, it's it's been rough because now Monday this Monday night game, we have the Giants and the 49ers. Who first of all, who gave the 49ers two Monday night games? That's what I want to know. Someone who must be so high on Garoppolo, who isn't even playing anymore. We all knew that Garoppolo, like this 49ers team, they weren't going to be good this year. But everyone wants to see Garoppolo under the lights. Uh, yeah, but. In Benny Torres, I see I know, and it's rough. It's rough that that happened, so that is unlucky. But still, giving a team, I don't know, I, I think giving that unproven team to I think that's on him. <laughs> I think that's on him for sure. Like I I don't disagree with Garoppolo versus Rodgers. That would have been great for Monday night. Did did we really need to see Giants Niners? Even I even, mean we thought the Giants would be better than they were. Okay, but still, even with a Garoppolo and a good a, a better Giants team. Odell Beckham Monday night football, why not? I guess. And this Saquon, Matt, Saquon Barkley Monday night football. Why I just not? I just think that they're <laughs> I don't know. The, they could have, uh, they could have put the Giants in a different week. <laughs> I don't know, but I mean, I can tell you who's not watching this game. <laughs> Me, I might actually get to watch a Monday Night Raw for once. So, does do you think Mullins has another great game? No, <laughs> but it'll be good. Is he, Mullins even playing? He is... doesn't have to have a good game. If it is Mullins, it's the Giants. They're abysmal. I picked the Giants in this one. So did I, but I still think they're abysmal. <laughs> I think Sa- I'm wearing my Saquon jersey right now. I think Saquon's going to have a good game, hopefully. I, that defensive line for, for for San Francisco is actually pretty legit. With Solomon Thomas, DeForest Buckner is an absolute monster of a man. Uh, Easy there. He's fun to – Braun. M- mountain of a man. There the monster. <laughs> Braun Strong. Yeah. No, DeForest is huge. Uh, I'm trying to – I'm pulling up the injury report. I want to know if C.J. Beathard's playing or not. Because that should be interesting. Uh, he's not on the list. Question mark. Is he playing? San Francisco 49ers. Googling stuff live on air. <laughs> this great makes for great podcasting. Oh, <laughs> uh, sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, but I'm not... Like you said, I'm not looking... I'm going to watch... Even though Monday Night Raw has been ass, and it's going to continue to be ass because of the state of the Universal Championship, I'm still not going to watch this game because I'm just not interested. Yeah, I don't even see C.J. Beathard on the list. So maybe C.J. Beathard's playing, which makes me want to watch this game even less. (laughs) If it was Nick Mullins, or Nate Mullins, whatever his name is, if Mullins was playing, 
this game might be a little more interesting because he had a pretty big game Thursday night last week. Granted, it was against Oakland, but still, you know, it, there's intrigue there, so that could be interesting. But the Giants aren't anything. They aren't who we thought they were going to be. Hmm. And the Niners lost their quarterback, and they're, they are the team that we thought they were last year without Garoppolo. They're still trash. So, trash Monday night game, unfortunately. I mean, really just not looking forward to it at all. But anyway, uh, if you had to pick, excluding your favorite team, what game are you most looking forward to this week? As I hand you the list. (laughs) What game am I most looking forward to? Yeah, other than your Bears team, obviously. Duh. That would would be the easy way out. Exactly. I I, I wouldn't pick them even if I could. All right. Packers-Dolphins. Really? Because I want to see if the real Green Bay Packers, or at least some form of fight in the Green Bay Packers. That's fair. It's not even so much that I want to see if the real Green Bay Packers will stand up. I just want to see some fight. Because I do think that this game is their season. I yeah. really do. Uh, yeah. Man. I'm looking at this and I'm not interested in this week. <laughs> I mean, man. I mean, I'll probably get a lot of these games wrong because I'm just apparently my picks have been shit this year. But these games just look pretty. These these aren't interesting games. You have. <sighs> I don't know what game I'm looking to. Patriots Titans, I think, might be the most competitive game. Right. <laughs> so. I mean, that'll be interesting because I honestly would love to see Tennessee take down, you know, Bill Belichick and the Patriots. So I think that might be my most, obviously, barring the Packers and the and the Jaguars. I, that, that one's probably going to be my number one this weekend just because it's going to be the most competitive. And it, honestly, I could see Tennessee pulling up the upset, especially since they're home. Right. I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't look like a very interesting week. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. College football, LSU got bumped down 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 to number seven. Yikes, man! In the in the college playoff, I was ranking. really pulling for him. I was pulling for him too, but when you get embarrassed at, at home, home, like granted it's Alabama, but when you get embarrassed at home like that, I'm not surprised that that happened. <clears throat> um, Michigan's up in the top four, like we said. Yep. Notre Dame's number three. Notre Dame's nine and zero. Oh. You know who else is undefeated though? UCF. UCF is still undefeated. <laughs> Eight and zero, oh, standing strong. Still at twelve. Come on. <laughs> That's just. These are the defending national champions. They are disrespectful. Disrespecting right now. Very disrespectful. How dare they? <laughs> I'm trying to look. Even in the AP in USA Today, they're still eleven in that ranking. That's pathetic. Come on, start giving them. Some, start bumping them up there. LSU has two losses. Come on. <laughs> it's because of the conference. Yeah. Well, you still have to win. <laughs> I honestly do believe they need to expand the playoff field. I've been saying that for years. Eight. Like, why has the NFL? Why has Division Three? Division Three has this figured out. <laughs> Division Three football hasn't figured out. That says something. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure D two has a system <laughs> like this too. NCAA, what are you doing? <laughs> you literally, <laughs> literally in your Division Three, two 
two rankings below Division One. You guys have this figured out. And I want to say D2 has this shit figured out, too. I'm sure they do. But D1, but oh, But for some no. reason, <laughs> D1, you can only afford to put four playoff games. What is that? What is that? Three playoff games. What? That's just... Come on. Because... If you expand the field, even three playoff teams, games and an ass load of bowl games, exactly, it's, <laughs> which are otherwise useless. Because if you expand this, you get West Virginia, Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State. Well, here's the thing: can't you make all these billion bowl games essentially your your playoff games? Yeah. If what? you expand the if you expand the field easily, because how many teams are so you take all the teams that are bowl eligible, mm-hmm. and you make a playoff field out of that, honestly. And then you make all those pointless ass bowl games. And the we're, playoff not, games. we're not asking for a 62, you know, March Madness type of bracket. Right. I'm talking eight teams because that's probably the next step. They'll go, they'll probably they'll go, go four, four to eight. eight. And then six, I don't know, 16. I'm thinking 16 is probably the sweet spot. That's, you, that's fine because you can still have your pointless ass bowl games and exactly. still have enough bowl games where they mean something going towards the. Going towards the well, CFP and then you, final. You get teams like UCF who. May, okay, you get. You get teams like UCF who don't have strength of conference, but they're still winning games. If not, then you get to see them against real competition because they they won a bowl game. They won their bowl game last year against quote unquote better competition, and so you put them in a playoff game and you say, okay, you guys can win here. Can you continue that winning in a playoff thing? Can you actually prove yourselves? And I that's actually good television. Yeah, that that'd be perfect. And you get teams like Kentucky in there. Boston College is even in the top sixteen right now. Utah State. You get LSU who lost, and now they're probably not. They're not going to make it anymore. They're going to make one of the games that were like one of the bigger BCS games. Yeah. but they're not considered one of the. They're not going to be in a playoff. C- one of the CFP games. But you get no. teams like that who can maybe get hot and maybe get their revenge the on run, Alabama. Yeah. You know, type of thing. It, it would just make for better TV, probably better ratings. But oh right goodness. now, you only get the top four teams. It's just like I get it, but I get it, but I don't. Exactly. Like I get it, but at the same time, you have Division Two and Division Three who have playoffs, have actual. And look what happens. It's really damn good. Yeah. Like I don't get it. NFL has it figured out. Division Three basketball, everything has it figured out. Volleyball, hockey, hockey, everything has it figured out except for Division One Division One football. football. I don't get it. So, NCAA, get your shit together. <laughs> Figure something Who's out. Whoever in charge of D th- of D three football, just take over D one and just overhaul it for real. Just, just overhaul it. It's kind of ridiculous. Uh, Celtics just lost to Utah. We saw that live. Celtics are five or seven and five. A little disappointing. Like they, I, they were they they were the favorites out of the East to take down. Like people were picking them to win against Golden State yeah. in the finals, and now. I mean, right now, obviously, yes, it's early in the year, but they're the five seed in the in the East, seven and five. I don't know. They is it? I can. I want your opinion on this. I'm listening. Is it because it's Gord, is Gordon Hayward throwing people off, and maybe even Kyrie Irving? I think I think there's a readjustment having not had him all season last year. Okay. I do think that once they finally figure it out, they'll be fine. And who better to do it than Brad Stevens? That that's my thing. But but my th- but my thing is how long is that adjustment period going to take? Because you signed him, and the way, and now granted, the when he went down, you know, no one saw all 
the role players and all those rookies and the second no. year players stepping up as big and Tatum as Tatum and Brown stepping up did. as rookies, right. yeah. No one saw them stepping up the way that they did. So that itself composed, I guess, a quote unquote problem. But But with Brad Stevens, you would you would assume that that adjustment period is shorter. I would like to think, yeah, but you, yeah. but but then I also think then I also look at him just like maybe I don't and I say this with all due respect, maybe I'm giving him too much credit. Not to say that he doesn't True. deserve the credit, but we we're so quick to think of that Brad Stevens is almost this miracle worker that we don't realize that there's probably a lot more of a dynamic that goes into it. Oh, absolutely. I mean so, there's still chemistry issues right. all, in so, obvious yeah. So in so in that regard, I do think that I didn't I don't want to say it's ex- it's uh acceptable, but I can see where the adjustment period is you know, it's taking a little bit longer than people would like. However, my question is the closer we get to December and we get to that Christmas Day game, you know, when teams usually kind of sort of have well, who they are somewhat figured out, how much longer is this adjustment mm-hmm. period going to take? Because if it takes all the way to the Christmas Day game, we have problems. Absolutely. Now, granted, if they figure it out by Christmas Day and then they're fine the rest of the season, okay, that's fine. It's the East. They'll still make the playoffs. Right. Like, it's fine if they figure it out after the Christmas Day game or by the Christmas right. Day game. It, like, that's fine because we know they can run. They, but there's going to be able a, to run shit. But there's going to be a lot of questions if they don't have it by Christmas. Exactly. Yeah. And if it does go to Christmas, yeah, they'll be fine afterwards. But it'll be like, well, how come it took y'all so exactly. damn long? So, uh, the other team I want to touch on, Toronto, is 11-1. and one. That one loss being to Milwaukee without Giannis and Kawhi in that game. Which is interesting, too. Kawhi's not playing back-to-backs. Toronto's looking good. And do you think, is this a factor of Dwayne Casey? Casey? Or not Dwayne Casey. Casey he's in, he's in, um, who is their coach? Not, that's not, that's I sorry. I they signed the bench coach. I had it confused. They signed um, one of their bench coaches, I'm pretty sure. So, what do you, what do you think is the well, factor? Well, the new head coach, right they, they said that it was still very similar to the Casey system. But, I would assume, but obviously with some uh, differences. Because they lost DeRozan. Yep. And they don't have Kawhi every night. They still have Kyle Lowry. Yep. Valanciunas is still there. Valanciunas, I believe Ibaka, Ibaka is still there. And now they have Danny Green from the Spurs too. Yep. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure uh, Corey Joseph is still there. I, yep. So I don't know this. That that one's surprising to me. Also, by the way, Dwayne Casey's in Detroit. I just yeah, right. He's in Detroit. Uh, which Detroit is uh, six and five. I thought they were better than that. But I mean, they're looking like a playoff team. I think they will be. I don't know. They, this is definitely surprising for me for Toronto. I didn't think they were going to be this good. And I again early in the season, but I mean, you can almost say the same thing for the Bucks in a way. Eleven and one, really. I thought they were going to be not maybe not I don't this think, good. I don't but think they, that's the thing. I don't think people thought they were going to be this damn good. I mean, I said season, two seed. But they were going to be pretty damn good. I yeah, said, but at the end of the season, who thought they would be playing like a one seed at the beginning? That's true. Uh, I yeah. I I guess. I, I yeah, because I guess there was going to be the, like you said, the adjustment period, especially with Budenholzer coming in. Yep. I don't know. And I all, and all <laughs> the new rotating pieces that came into town. Lopez is a veteran. I I figured he would kind He'll of be fit fine. in. Urson, it's the diff- It's a different Bucks team than right. what he's used to. Yeah, comp- like the culture has changed since the last time. Not even so much the coaches have, but the entire culture of the team right. has changed a lot. The oh, last absolutely. time Ilya Sova was well, yeah, we're winning Bucks. now. <laughs> it's right. a winning culture. He came in. It was a very. It was a 
It was a losing culture. If not, you know, they cracked the playoffs as an 8-7 seed. Exactly. Not expected to do much. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I can see where the people would think the pieces weren't going to fit. But, I mean, Giannis looking like the MVP early. I th- I think he'll get it. Uh, Booker's think he'll get it. I think he'll get I it. I think he'll get it. My I, I'm one of those guys I think LeBron should get it every year <laughs> just because – he, you put him on any team and they're championship material. So I'm I am one of those guys, but I think yeah, I think Giannis has got it locked up, especially right now. He's just playing out of his mind. So he's already got two triple doubles on the season. I think he's got a lot more to come. So if he keeps if he keeps putting up those numbers, you know, by Russell Westbrook standard, then well, de- then he'll definitely get the MVP. It's like because Russ won the MVP mm-hmm. with the numbers he put up. That exactly. Year. So. I don't know. I'm interested in that. NBA is starting to get interesting. You know, we're still a lot very early in the season where I'm not paying too close attention to it, but you kind of got to start taking notice of the teams, you know, like Toronto, who's got something figured out at 11 1. The Bucs obviously took yeah. down the Warriors. They're 9 2 now. And, you know, and you kind of, like, like we've been doing, you got to kind of start asking the questions about Boston and stuff. So I don't know. The East. As as weak as the East is, it's very interesting and it's very uh you know, discussion worthy. So I like talking about that. But anyway, I'm tired. <laughs> hey, we hit the hour threshold. We did we it the hour. we wanted to hit. So I'm happy about that. But yeah. Good show. Interesting NFL stuff <laughs> this weekend. And it is possible we can talk under an hour or at an hour for those of you who thought we couldn't. Yeah, for a stretch there, we were going an hour 30, two hours every show. Yeah. But uh, crazy schedules uh, kind of killing us lately. But, you know, eventually when we get a full day, you know, we'll probably get another two-hour, you know, we'll, we'll eventually, not Ram- eventually, but ramble session. every once in a while we'll get back to these longer shows. Uh, and, yeah, so, yeah. Either way. Either way. Uh, Go ahead and take us out. Cool. Sounds good. First round KO iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher. SoundCloud, of course, is home base, for those of you who don't know already. Yeah. On Twitter, follow the podcast at FRKO Podcast. Follow Kyle at Olsen2K18. Follow myself, because boy, oh boy, if the developments with the radio station go as followed, I am going to lose my fucking mind. But to figure that out, follow us at, or follow me, rather, at Connor Moore underscore seven. Links in the description. Also check out Bops Only every Friday night. Oh man, this last episode we just <laughs> it was so much fun. It was good. We got a good format going. Yeah. It is the Friday starter kit into the weekend. Yep. And you gotta listen. Once we get the stream up, we'll obviously we'll oh let people my know goodness, can you on imagine? the Twitter. I know when the stream gets going. And I'm still I keep I'm slacking on this, but I'm going to look into I think we can record them. And if we can, I'm going to start. So that should be fun. And I'll, I'll post them somewhere. Um, it would probably have to be a podcast episode. But, you know, for news on all that, follow us on Twitter. It's links in the description. Well, like, it's like a little sub episode or something like yeah, that? Yeah, something like that. Or like a not a, not a sub episode. And I, I was gonna, bonus episode, that's, kind of. Yeah, yeah. bonus. Not, not so much standalone, but yeah. like a little. Right. Because, yeah. I mean, technically, Bops is like a sub show. It is, yeah. Show, but. Which is crazy to think that. This show started as a little, just an hour radio show that I had over the summer. 
and then it became I transitioned because the station went down. Right. I transitioned into pre recording and making it an actual podcast. And then I added you and we were podcast. And then school started up and I did I started three count. Right. Started my wrestling review. Right. Which is you, another show sub show. And now Bops Only. There's Bops actually only, Bops Only became a was a segment on here until right? until we until copyright. Which I still oh. think because technically I don't know, whatever, but and then like we talked to John, <clears throat> the program director. He's like, here. just do it on the radio, right? And then he was, like, and then we were like, hey, would, would ten work so we can avoid safe harbor? He was like, dude, yeah, and yeah. bam, insert bam. second sub show here. So it's it's just weird for me to think that I actually first of all have a podcast, second of all, I now have two sub shows that are part of the <laughs> podcast. I'm creating a little first round KO empire, honestly, and I'm not even making money on it yet. <laughs> I have hopes. I have hopes. Oh so please so that we can grow as a podcast and as an empire of first young empire. empire. <laughs> please share us with friends, share us on social media. If you like a little clip, you know, screen cap us something like that. Send shit out. Just share the share the good word of first young KO. I mean, someone that I know who like ended up listening to it on Stitcher. I was just like, right. "Damn, how the hell did you go to Stitcher and and you have an iPhone and you right. skipped that and went straight to Stitcher?" <laughs> uh, but anyways, until next time, catch us the next episode when we shock the system since day one ish. At the finish line, go get the checkered flag. Take a couple more shots, that's extended mag. I don't mean to brag, you smell the scented bag. I pull up solo at the function, I'm a tennis stag. Stone cold bachelor, acid rap and chancellor. Couple years an amateur, but never had a chance. We are, you see me as a challenge to manage your intuition.